0: Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La and this week we have a story from comic stripper Woody Shticks. How's your week going? Holy shit, is it as hot there as where I am? I mean, I bet it's hotter, because I live in San Francisco, because we're known for the fog coming in, we're a coastal town, so it never gets very hot. But yeah, we all know climate change is real. And Carl the Fog, who usually rolls in and takes care of us, we have this thing that happens where if it gets hot during the summer, it usually lasts three days. And then Carl the Fog comes in, makes it icy cold, and we have to put on a sweater. It's so nice. And we know to expect Carl. He's going to take care of us. But not anymore, (laughs) I am sitting here in a sports bra and panties sweating my ass off oh shit oh my god a cool breeze just came through oh oh that helped um (laughs) that was very distracting okay it went away damn it um it is so hot in San Francisco I cannot believe it one of the reasons I live here even though the rent is exorbitant, even though uh, all my friends have moved away because nobody can be an artist in San Francisco anymore, is because the weather is so perfect. I lived in the South for a very long time, more than half my life, and I just couldn't do the heat. I'm a fat Irish girl. We are not built for heat. But San Francisco was always perfect for me. But um, yeah, I am sitting here in very little clothes, praying for the sun to go down. Nobody in San Francisco has air conditioning. The house that I rent is more than 100 years old, and nobody has air conditioning anyway. I mean, those beautiful painted ladies, the Victorians that you love, you don't see window units, you don't see air conditionings in San Francisco, because we have the fog to take care of us. But not this summer. So yeah, I am just praying <laughs> for it to be over. This is a terrible heat storm that we're having on the West Coast. And I know all you people in New York are just going, shut the fuck up, bitch. What the hell are you talking about? We know heat. Stop complaining. I know it's so much worse everywhere else. But... um I thought this was a problem that was taken care of for my life. I apologize about bitching. I just wasn't ready for this. When you have big tits, you are not a fan of heat. There's a thing that you get when you have big tits, which is called vinegar tits, because when you sweat, the sweat can kind of smell like vinegar. I got vinegar tits going on right now, y'all, and I am not a fan of that. So I'm just going to take a shower after I'm done with this, lay down on an icy cold sheet. Well, it's not going to be icy cold, but I'm going to try and put it in the freezer while I'm taking an ice cold shower and hope that happens. If you have tips on how to stay cold in hot weather, send them to me because I don't know how to do this stuff anymore. I lived in Virginia. I lived in Atlanta. I have been through heat, but it has been a very long time since I have sustained any time in the heat. I have forgotten everything I knew. In other news, oh, by the way, this is September, which is Indian summer. Um, There's a reason that Folsom Street Fair happens in September. Because everybody puts on their leather and they wander around in skimpy clothes. They don't get cold because it's at the end of September and everybody stays warm, they can be completely naked. Not a problem. Because at the end of September, that's when you can run around naked in San Francisco and not get frostbite on your dick or whatever. It's going to be going on for a while. So I need those hot weather tips. And tits, tips, tits. And other news, we're about to come up on the one year anniversary of the death of my friend Kate Horowitz. I know that There's been a lot going on in my life that is really, really negative. As I told you, I was really surprised by the death of my friend Kate. She had been working on a subscription box. I'm very fascinated by subscription boxes. And Kate had this mission. She really wanted to build the subscription box and make sure that people in places that didn't have access to safe sex supplies who didn't have access to everything they needed to make sure that they could prevent pregnancy, that they could have pleasure in their sex lives. She was creating a box, and she was rolling it out. The first day of this box being rolled out was the day that she died. She never got to go to the street fair that was going to be the grand opening of that. She and I had worked hard. It was her box, but we'd worked hard together. I had tons of ideas, and she loved my ideas. And she's like, why are you giving me these ideas? And I'm like, I'm busy as hell. I don't have time for it, but I love this concept. Well, she died on September 12th, and I was devastated by it. And at her funeral, I met her mother, and I met her husband. Well, I knew her husband socially, but I met her ex-husband, And I've been in contact with them since. And then Roe v. Wade happened. And I know Kate would be so upset that now this is needed more than ever. So it turns out that I am going to be taking over that subscription box. I'm waiting for papers for that. So... In addition to everything else I'm doing, I'm trying to roll out a subscription box. If you're interested in that, if you'd like to sign up for it when it comes out, I'm not sure how long it'll take. But I'm really passionate about what became Kate's life work. She was the founder of a huge sex party, one of the biggest ones in Northern California, She made sure people had safe sex and pleasure in their lives and she wanted to roll that out on a national and international level and she died before that happened. And now we need safe sex and pleasure more than ever. We can't have that shut down. So I'm not sure where we are with that, but it has been agreed that it is going to be something that is turned over to me. So wish me luck. I'm announcing it now because it's the anniversary of Kate's death. And I love her and I miss her so much. And I don't want her dream to die with her. I want it to continue. I want Kate's legacy to continue and not be forgotten. Your legacy is very important, folks. I think about my legacy all the time. I don't have children. What happens to body when I go? I want to grow it. I want it to continue. I want people to hear these stories and know they're not alone in whatever, you know, thing they're into. You're not wrong. You can be anything. You can be queer. You can be trans. You can be, and that's not weird. You can be anything. You can be into anything. And it's so empowering to find out that other people like that too. It's also really handy to get tips and tricks. It made me feel like so much less of a freak. When I started putting together this little coffee clutch called Body Storytelling and other people told their stories and I went, wow, there's so many of us. How did I never know? Because nobody told their stories until I started putting together a place to tell our stories. So it's my dream to start putting that out into the world again, going out on tour sometime soon and hearing your story. Let's make that happen. It's summertime. Boy, is it. There's sun on your body. Perhaps you're enjoying the beach, so maybe it's a good time to remind you that Uberlube works underwater, making it great for fun in pools, lakes, and tubs. People can also use it in their hair for hair frizzies, for chafing, for chub rub, under breasts, and between thighs, for massage, and more. Uberlube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-safe ingredients. Uberlube leaves you feeling moisturized and ready for what's next. It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, anal, and thousands of doctors recommend Uberlube for its simple ingredient list. Uberlube offers you long-lasting performance when you want it, then it quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It cleans up easily, there's no flavor or scent, and it's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective for use with condoms too. Give UberLube a try, and because you're a fan of this podcast, they're offering Body Storytelling listeners a special code, 10% off, and free shipping when you use my code D-I-X-I-E at UberLube.com. Lubrication is so important, and when it comes to lubrication, nothing beats UberLube. Remember, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. Uberlube, it lets you feel what you want to feel. Well, I'm headed back to doing live shows, and I want to tell you what's coming up. And I also want to let you know that if you are nearby, you can get on stage at Body Storytelling. You know that these are curated shows. That means you have to submit a story. You have to submit to me. Do you hear me? uh Oh, the doms are not going to like that. But I work with you. I coach you and I help you make it a beautiful story that's ready for the stage. The first one is my big, fulsome kinktacular. So it needs to be a pretty kinky story. I just had a storyteller fall out. They have to head off, get on the road and fight the good fight because they work in public health. But that's an opportunity for you. That show is going to be on Sunday, September 25th. So you need to submit your story really soon. Just hit the voice memo on your phone. Record yourself telling the story beginning, middle and end and send it to me at bodystorytelling at gmail.com. So voice memo, attach it to an email, send it to bodystorytelling at gmail.com. Make it kinky, but give it heart. You listen to this podcast. Our stories have heart. So that one is Sunday, September 25th, and tickets are on our website, and there's a link in the show notes. And then our next show is going to be in Seattle. Yep, we are going back to Seattle. It has been way too long, and I don't even remember how to do a show in Seattle, and we lost our beloved rebar venue in Seattle. So I've decided the theme for that show is going to be Feels Like the First Time. Nope, it's not a bunch of virginity stories. That's not what we're about. But we do have some feels like the first time kind of stories. I've already got a bunch of stories, but there's one spot left in that show too. So the same thing I said about Kinktacular, you can do that for the Seattle show too. The date of that show is Saturday, October 15th. And the venue is at the Odd Fellows West Hall in Seattle. There's a link in the show notes for both San Francisco and Seattle. You know I love to see a show that's sold out. I'm already getting my applause titties warmed up for these shows, and I'd love to help you get on stage for the first time. I'd love to make you get up out of your chairs and give them a standing ovation. So I'll see you one way or another really soon at a live show. Are you ready for a story? Well, this story is from a dear friend of mine hold on stage in Seattle at our five-year anniversary show way back before the pandemic. Our five-year anniversary show in Seattle, not five years of body storytelling, but five years of doing body in Seattle. And it feels like so long ago. We're about to be back after the pandemic. Holy shit. (laughs) Just, you know, three years, just three years away. No big deal. All right, our storyteller is my dear friend, Woody Sticks, And here's what you should know about him. Woody Shticks is a comic stripper. You know, a comic and a stripper, usually at the same time, who is now based in New Orleans. You can follow him on Instagram, where it's mild, Twitter, where it's spicy, or TikTok, where it's ridiculous. At Woody Sticks or get into WoodyShticks.com. He's pretty, and he's funny, and he's pretty damn incredible. This storyteller is Woody Shticks.
2: Hi there. I'm Woody Shticks, and I tap once for yes, Two for definitely yes. Three for I'll say yes to anything at this point. Okay? Now, if they tap back, repeat the process. All right? You don't want to, like, accidentally confuse them stretching their ankle for engagement. All right? I have made that mistake more than once. Then, once the tapping and the tipping has just increased to an absurd level, you are ready to cruise ahead and find out what's above the shoes. Okay? Did I lose you? Are you with me? Great, some of you look a little confused and by confused, I mean straight, so. Give you a little context here, okay? Cruising, you know, the ancient art of scrappy chaps getting it done, poetry in motion. Am I waxing poetic? You look like you need a crash course, okay? Cruising, unbridled sex in public places, all right? Now, on the Thursday in question, I had already crossed campus and camped out in my favorite stall, and this basement bathroom is the promised land, okay? Three small stalls, a big one on the corner, and a line of urinals with a shot at the door, which, as if on purpose, squeaks when it's open from the outside. Thank you, negligent maintenance. <laughs> On my left, a pair of white New Balances. Not the new cool ones, the old sad ones. And they are like my favorite, you know? To cruise, not to wear. I mean, none of us want to live in a world where I wear white New Balances, okay? No. But he taps and I tap. It's nice. He repeats, I repeat, and then he initiates kind of like a side-to-side shuffle move, which is a very cute gesture, but strictly outside of the purview of cruising, okay? This gives me pause. I am clearly not one for rules, but I love ritual, okay? (laughs) Cruising is a shockingly regimented environment, all right? And all of this just adds gravitas to grobbing us in a bathroom stall. (laughs) Okay? Procedure is important. So I get us back on track with my favorite move. It's an homage to, you know, 1960s cruising. I run my finger along the bottom of the stall divider, like a silent movie villain stroking a Formica mustache. (laughs) Not my first time, okay? I have already tucked my bossy belt buckle into the pants uh you know the leg of my pants so they don't jangle on the tile and then in one fell swoop i kneel under the divider all right i take charge in these scenarios you could be dealing with a newbie who will waste our precious moments okay <laughs> he follows suit clearly nervous and i open my hand like an overeager trick-or-treater sometimes you feel like a nut you know mm. Ooh, and I get two. Ooh, you know, and I'm thinking, um, transfer student, graduate program, 1998, very good year. Mm. Mm. And I reach up and I go into a very simple yet sexy rhythm, okay? Up, down, flip the grip, stir, squeeze, repeat. All right? Consistency is key. Seconds later, his breathing is almost a pant when the door squeaks open. Okay, now, it is common courtesy to pause the game when new players enter. And I always do, albeit not that quickly, okay? Come on. He, however, my nutty little neighbor, is, like, clearly spooked, initiates the flush, washes his hand, and presumably skateboards into the sunset. Which is a real bummer, admittedly, okay? But, you know, cruising is like open-air bird watching. Enjoy that one in the hand, or the two in the bush, because they will fly away eventually. And sure, there are other methods of sexual satisfaction. I mean, I could go to a bar and post up and wait for some other lonely heart to look my way. But the slutty ones travel in packs and the smart ones travel in pairs and they are all dubious of a loud mouth solo. Okay? Sure, the apps are a viable option, but who has the time to sort through all of that indirect insecurity and poorly lit dick pics? No! And then it just gets to that hour where it's like, too late for porn, but too early for breakfast, and another night is shot! Ugh! And dating is like an endless series of job interviews for a shitty position with crap benefits. But cruising is fun, and it's frisky, and it's finite. And it's Thursday, okay? That's the best day of the week for this building. So in a show of strength, I climb to the third floor bathroom. Now, it's quieter up there, which could work to your advantage, all right? Because if you find some company in there, they know what they are after. I walk into a guy in the first stall who doesn't even tap. He just drops to his hands and knees. And like, sure, I'll join in, okay? Subtlety is for straight people. Mm. Then I feel either a very wet hand or a very dry mouth. And I'm all for variety, okay? But he has seemingly sealed his lips around the head of my cock and inflated his cheeks like a puffer fish. It's like fucking into open space. Who is benefiting from this procedure? So I lean back and I just spot just like greasy blonde hair and off-brand sandals next to his bare feet. It is 40 degrees outside of this bathroom. Are you impervious to physical sensation? <laughs> Clearly based on this blow job, I just time to call it. So I scooch and I like tap him on the back, you know, and like kind of like when you hug your boss and you want to emphasize how platonic the gesture is. <laughs> And then it's back into the wild, okay? And like, of course I'm bummed, but there is no time for that. I have a million emails to send, as always. I have a pug to walk. I have dinner to forage. Do you know? And here I am, wandering bathroom stalls with sticky knees. What am I thinking? But this is always how it goes, you know what I mean? Like, I do, of course. I have some great sex, but I have terrible luck. You know, I get shit on and spit on and hardly ever hit on. I have been in more than one threesome that turned into a twosome while I was still present. (laughs) And the first time somebody calls you intimidating, it's funny. And the second time, it's ironic. And the third time, it is heartbreaking. And every time after that is eye-roll worthy. So sometimes it's nice to not be intimidating and just be anonymous for at least 30 more minutes before I have to go home and eat my weight in kale and fall asleep disappointed. (laughs) So I go back down to the basement and there is a pair of running shoes standing in the doorway of the big stall, which is an invitation that I intend to accept. After an hour of sorting dirty sneakers, his face is cute and cocky and exactly what I'm in the mood for. So I sit cross-legged on the toilet so that if anybody looks under, they'll just see him standing to pee really far away with no stream. But if they are that curious, they will already know what is happening, right? Which is his delicious dick riding my ready tongue. It is rush hour, and rush I must, okay? I switch into hypersuck, silently, of course. And then the only thing better than his smirk is the jizz in my throat. And I let him walk out first, get a little head start, you know? Regain some blood flow to my legs. And I walk out to two peens perched at the urinals. Dicks are dangling, but nothing is coming out. Clearly, they've been working on them. There's a spot between them. So I walk in like a conquering hero. Check in, check in, everyone's game. So I am filled with momentum here, okay? Home momentum. And I initiate what I like to call the downhill double dick. Right? Yeah. And the crowd goes wild, okay? Clearly enjoying themselves. And just as righty is reaching his sweet little tongue toward the tip of my penis, the door squeaks open. And I am, fuck, frozen, all right? I am caught getting sucked with my pants literally around my ankles. And it only takes a second to turn toward the door, but I am already exploding with the constant companion of every cruising encounter, which is fear. Deep, abiding fear. that this is the dick that will lock me up for the rest of my life. Or this is the dick that will kick my head into the porcelain because they're a left out closet case. Or this is finally the moment when sweet anonymity has eclipsed entirely the possibility of intimacy and I am stuck wandering a basement bathroom like a self-imposed purgatory. And I turn and I catch his eye because I don't know when to quit when I'm ahead. And then he doesn't punch in anger or scream in shock. He is dressed entirely in athleisure, which makes it really easy for him to unleash the juiciest Johnson I have ever seen. And then he winks. Whoo! All of us let out the breath that we have been holding and the excitement is too much for Lefty, all right? He holds on to my shoulder and drips all over his Doc Martens. That, of course, makes righty-pop right into the urinal. And since cruising decorum, unlike sex in a bed, dictates that when you're finished, you can just walk out, that leaves me and the gentle giant all to ourselves. So we go into the big stall, and when I lock that door, we forget about all of the cruising rules. We kiss so hard, and our hands run free, and our feet shuffle clearly in sight of everyone else. And we seem to get back all the time that we have ever wasted in this bathroom or any other, and our clothes start to come off and hang on that hook behind the door for your purse until we are (laughs) completely naked, except for his black sneakers and my pink ones. And, okay... In the many years that I have been having weird sex and telling everyone about it, this is admittedly the first time that I have been naked with a toilet and a stranger. So we blow each other like it is going out of style and we eat ass like we are breaking a fast. And right. When he is about to fuck me hard enough to see the death of God, he comes all over my face, and I come all over that tile floor. Now, the rules of cruising dictate that he could just walk out silently. But instead, he kisses the cum off of my face, and he slips me his number, and he races off because, of course, he's late for class and I whisper a jolly fuck you to every patronizing stranger who tells me that you'll meet somebody someday. Uh, Thanks, I'm fine. I have everything I need already, right? Endless possibilities and limited time. Uh, Speaking of, I'm so sorry, will you excuse me? I have to go to the bathroom.
0: song made me think of you that was throat goat by kim petrus are you proud of yourself there wouldn't even be a body podcast if not for people like you people who support us on patreon and i really want to keep making this podcast oh wait you're not on our patreon yet become a member of our patreon now and you can ensure that this podcast and i never go away that I can keep finding these stories and recording them and sharing them with you forever. Think about all the territory I haven't covered yet. Have you got a wish list? Send it to me. I call myself a sexual folklorist because folklore is the ways and the stories of a people. But society has decided that some stories should not be shared and it's been that way for a very long time but I give those people a resounding I love the secret stories, the ones saved for a select audience like you. And I wanna collect them all, those true stories told by the people who had the adventure. So I started a live show and then lots of people demanded that it be a podcast so that they could hear the stories too whenever they wanted to listen to them with their earbuds in, at work, on their commute, while they were having sex, and nobody would know but them, and maybe the person they were having sex with. If you're not a Patreon supporter yet, it's really easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com/body and select the tier and rewards you want. There's some good ones there. Joining now means you want this life-changing mission of self-love, knowledge, and empathy to continue, and you're helping us to flourish and grow. Thanks for listening and go to patreon.com slash body right now to become a member. Well, that's our time for this week. And you made it all the way through the episode. So that means you liked what you heard. Could you subscribe, rate, and more importantly, review this podcast? It makes a huge difference for us. And I'm dying to know what you think. Go wherever you're listening to this podcast and just write a few words. I want to read them, and so does everybody else. And while I'm thanking you for that, I want to thank the people who help make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell Smith, Donald Mooney, Ruben Tan, Joe Moore, and podcast producer who just moved from Amsterdam to Vietnam. Congrats on that, Roman Den Howdiker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour. This has been episode 241 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening.